Let's start with a brief summary. This article, written by Paul Graham in 2003, proposes the idea of tracking links to increase the accuracy rates of spam filters. Graham suggests a penalty feature that would overload the servers of spammers, increasing their operational costs and reducing their sales. He describes this proposal as giving an active feature to the passive email system and using the high volume of spam against the spammers. Before we dive in, I want to share a quick note about how this podcast is created. As you've probably noticed, this podcast isn't voiced by a human, but by artificial intelligence. I'm obligated to inform you of this beforehand due to the rules of AI services. This podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Wope.com, an AI startup that combines content marketing with artificial intelligence to significantly boost traffic and revenue of your startups. For all the latest content, be sure to follow me at x.com slash Now let's turn our attention back to the essay, The Defense Mechanism of Spam Filters, The Method of Tracking Links. Original title, Filters That Fight Back. Date, August 2003. We may be able to improve the accuracy of Bayesian spam filters by having them follow links to see what's waiting at the other end. Richard Jowsey of DeathDeathSpam.com now does this in borderline cases and reports that it works well. Why only do it in borderline cases and why only do it once? As I mentioned in Will Filters Kill Spam, WFKS.html, following all the URLs in a spam would have an amusing side effect. If popular email clients did this in order to filter spam, the spammer's servers would take a serious pounding. The more I think about this, the better an idea it seems. This isn't just amusing. It would be hard to imagine a more perfectly targeted counterattack on spammers. So I'd like to suggest an additional feature to those working on spam filters, a punish mode which, if turned on, would spider every URL in a suspected spam end times, where end could be set by the user. As many people have noted, one of the problems with the current email system is that it's too passive. It does whatever you tell it. So far, all the suggestions for fixing the problem seem to involve new protocols. This one wouldn't. If widely used, auto-retrieving spam filters would make the email system rebound. The huge volume of the spam, which has so far worked in the spammer's favor, would now work against him, like a branch snapping back in his face. Auto-retrieving spam filters would drive the spammer's horpworkw.bork.ca slash picks coming up and his sales down. His bandwidth usage would go through the roof and his servers would grind to a halt under the load, which would make them unavailable to the people who would have responded to the spam. Pump out a million emails an hour, get a million hits an hour on your servers. We would want to ensure that this is only done to suspected spams. As a rule, any URL sent to millions of people is likely to be a spam URL, so submitting every HTTP request and every email would work fine nearly all the time but there are a few cases where this isn't true. The URLs at the bottom of mails sent from free email services like Yahoo Mail and Hotmail, for example. To protect such sites and to prevent abuse, auto-retrieval should be combined with blacklists of spam-vertised sites. Only sites on a blacklist would get crawled, and sites would be blacklisted only after being inspected by humans. The lifetime of a spam must be several hours at least, so it should be easy to update such a list in time to interfere with a spam promoting a new site. 
High-volume auto-retrieval would only be practical for users on high-bandwidth connections, but there are enough of those to cause spammers serious trouble. Indeed, this solution neatly mirrors the problem. The problem with spam is that in order to reach a few gullible people, the spammer sends mail to everyone. The non-gullible recipients are merely collateral damage. But the non-gullible majority won't stop getting spam until they can stop, or threaten to stop, the gullible from responding to it. Auto-retrieving spam filters offer them a way to do this. Would that kill spam? Not quite. The biggest spammers could probably protect their servers against auto-retrieving filters. However, the easiest and cheapest way for them to do it would be to include working unsubscribe links in their mails. And this would be a necessity for smaller fry and for legitimate sites that hired spammers to promote them. So if auto-retrieving filters became widespread, they'd become auto-unsubscribing filters. In this scenario, spam would, like OS crashes, viruses, and pop-ups, become one of those plagues that only afflict people who don't bother to use the right software. Notes. 1. Auto-retrieving filters will have to follow redirects, and should in some cases, e.g. a page that just says click here, follow more than one level of links. Make sure, too, that the HTTP requests are indistinguishable from those of popular web browsers, including the order and referrer. If the response doesn't come back within X amount of time, default to some fairly high spam probability. Instead of making N constant, it might be a good idea to make it a function of the number of spams that have been seen mentioning the site. This would add a further level of protection against abuse and accidents. The original version of this article used the term whitelist instead of blacklist. Though they were to work like blacklists, I preferred to call them whitelists because it might make them less vulnerable to legal attack. This just seems to have confused readers, though. There should probably be multiple blacklists. A single point of failure would be vulnerable both to attack and abuse. Thanks to Brian Burton, Bill Yarazunis, Dan Giffen, Eric Raymond, and Richard Jowsey for reading drafts of this.